Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. I'm going to do something a little bit different this week. Um, I am not going to have a guest. I am basically going to go solo on this. Uh, due to popular demand on an issue and a, and a topic that is uh, near and dear to my heart. So for the last number of years, we have received many calls and emails about the evolution of the Summer Fund program. How did it start? What was it? What was it originally intended to do? How did it grow? Most importantly, what is this summer fun culture and how did it become a way of life in North Andover? So today our podcast is entitled, appropriately, Summer Fun, The Untold Story. And hopefully when I'm done here tonight, you'll get an idea of actually how this has really grown over the last 28 years. To understand where we are today, you have to go back to before we even started Summer Fun. Playground programs in the, in the state of Massachusetts um, were pretty similar in the, in the decades of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and the early 80s, um, where basically due to you know, families living in, in neighborhoods and maybe not having the transportation or maybe the financial position to basically go on vacation all the time, we had basically neighborhood playgrounds. And that happened in North Andover. And it also happened in the community that I lived in in Winthrop, Mass., where um, that was my first high school job, just like these summer fun kids today. So during my, su- my summers of my late high school and first year of college, I worked in a playground program very similar to what North Andover had done. As I worked in that program, I just thought that certain things were missing around the kids being really pumped to come and the counselors being passionate. And, you know, what I saw in my own community was, you know, kids were kind of, you know, backing out of going to the playground program. And, and I think a lot of it also had to do with you had such an age disparity. So you have little third and three and four year olds being with middle school kids and that just at the end of the day didn't really work. So when I started here in 1988 I saw Bill McAvoy's playground program and it was very similar to the playground program I worked in. Uh, So from 1988 to 1990 I I kind of observed it and did my own version of some other summer programs to this day that still run like the Joe Walsh Summer League and some of our Boys and Girls Weeks etc. Um, in about 1990, I, I approached Bill McAvoy and basically said, Bill, I think we can do better. I think we can offer a playground program that um, kids would really want to participate in. And that meant you know, going away from the neighborhood playground program and going to more you know, a site in town where all kids could come from all the town. And uh, you know, he didn't really love the idea. He, um, he obviously had been doing this uh, you know, for 30, 40 years and, and felt it was working. So uh, basically, he, he wished me, he missed me well in, in starting this program. And I did in 1990, we started our first summer fun program at the Atkinson School. And people wonder, like, how did you, why was the Atkinson School the site? Well, quite frankly, the Atkinson School was the site in 1990 because it was one of the few sites in town that didn't have a playground program. Uh, there was Drummond, there was Grogan's, uh, there was Reynolds, and, and obviously Applin and some of the other playgrounds in town. So Atkinson was just where nobody else was, so it was a good place for us to start. Um, and we started out originally with 50 kids, and our concept was, uh, we had to start somewhere, so we randomly picked the grades of two, three, and four uh, that could participate in this program, and it was really successful. We brought kids from all over town, and 
parents really kind of liked it and the kids loved it and um, we had done a lot of work with who we were going to pick as the counselors and you know to this day I can still remember the first counselors we had in that year we had about five counselors uh, with the 50 kids and then at the end of the year there was a demand like where, where are you going to do next year you need to get more kids here there's there's a need for it and it was a little bit touchy for a couple of years um, working with our program along with Bill McAvoy's playground program was still still going on so after a few years and the popularity growing and growing Bill did come to me he was starting to wind down uh, his career in North Andover and he basically said I think I think you got something happening here and you know maybe I'm gonna step away from my program and you know and you can kinda take this concept a little bit uh, to the level you want to take it at um, and about the same time Bill was retiring the town was taking a look at uh, what to do with Bill's program and it was it was natural that uh, we would assimilate those programs that Bill was running like the Saturday morning basketball and the children's shows and the Sunday night concerts and the playground programs under our department so ironically that's when we went from being North End of a Youth Services Department to the North End of a Youth and Recreation Services um, and from there we had a huge boom with summer fun so every year the numbers were going up we had a hundred kids 200 kids um, to the point where we were then saying we can't have all of these kids at one site so we took a look at going into two sites and at that time we expanded the grades so we made a decision to have um, grades one and two and again completed one and two at Atkinson School and then completed grades three four and five at Drummond Park slash the youth center um, again that was prior to the youth center building actually being built but um, we did a number of years there and uh, then the question came up is there's a need to go younger and the funny part is we were having a lot of parents saying their kid had finished first grade when they really hadn't they had only finished kindergarten so we actually met the need by basically making Atkinson the site for anybody that's finished kid, uh, grades K, 1, and 2. And at Drummond, we did uh, finishing grades 3, 4, and 5. At the same time, I felt that we needed to offer something at the middle school. I know middle school kids don't necessarily think that they're uh, should be able to go to playground program, but they're a little bit older that now. But we started a program which has been a, a big hit, and that's the sports and rec program, which is a, you know, an offshoot of summer fun, very different, a little more sports related, recreational related, um, and that has been running at Reynolds Playground for the last almost 15 years now, and uh, the numbers have been very good there. They're not the numbers we have at summer fun, but. Just this year, we're excited to read our, reach our goal of having 100 middle school kids um, at the sports and rec program. So as the program begin, began to roll and get bigger, um, we started to take a look at, you know, seriously, we have to find ways to meet all the needs of these kids uh, financially and everything else. And we basically have done a really nice job of making this an affordable program for people. Um, it is amazing. The price we we charge is 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 very cheap compared to what you'd pay for a similar type program. And it's it's pretty funny when we hear parents say like, "My kids would much rather go to summer fun than such and such camp," and it's a heck of a lot cheaper. So we've done a really good job of really making that happen. And we continue to do a really good job of making sure this is affordable to all kids. And uh, I'm very proud to say, and we'll talk a little bit later about, 
the ways that we've actually made this very affordable to different people. So um, we basically decided that you know this could also be a great summer employment opportunity for North Andover kids. And um, what has grown from those original five staff members has grown to the point between all of our sites and our summer programs, we hire close to 100 kids a year um, for our summer programs, in particular the summer fun and sports and rec and the basketball leagues and a variety of the other day, uh, one day, one, one week programs that we actually run. And what's been really exciting is that how many kids want to work for our program and it has evolved to the point right now that uh, this year's staff, over 90% of the staff this year were actually summer fun and sports and rec kids themselves when they were younger. So it's been a nice, uh, nice kind of gradual where we everybody is participating in the program now, participated as a kid, and that's that's pretty cool. And you know, we obviously every day all the summer fun kids that come up and tell me that they're gonna work for me someday and that they're gonna be a summer fun counselor just like these people here. The selection process is very difficult. Um, we purposely advertise the jobs the day after Christmas, and we have a deadline of the second week of February. We actually want to see who really does want to work for us during the summer. And then during the months of March, April, and early May, our staff spends an enormous amount of time selecting what we think will be the best staff. We have a great policy of trying to mix returning staff members with new staff members. So every year, about 40% of our staff is brand new staff. And it's great because if we had a turnover every year, it would be almost difficult to do this job in terms of, you know, kids knowing how we run things or whatever. And the mentorship that has gone on um, with our older staff and our younger staff is incredible. And I'm really excited about this year's staff. We've got some great returning people and we have some outstanding uh, new people. It is an extremely transparent process. Um, we are very interested in... Um, having our staff uh, look and be like the kids that come to Summer Fun. So we have to make serious decisions around how many females, how many males, how many athletes, how many non-athletes, how many people interested in the arts, and how many people bring a different skill set, maybe uh, belaying to rock climb. Uh, we like high school staff members, not too young. Most of our staff are juniors or seniors in high school. Uh, with our college kids, who are usually, you know, their freshman or sophomore year in college. Um, so it's been a great process, and we make three different announcements in the course of the spring um, of people getting the jobs. And again, there are many kids that don't get a job, and we do our best the next year to maybe try to get those kids again. There's a question on the application which basically says, have you applied here before? Um, so in perfect world, I'd love to hire every kid that applied, but the popularity of the program and you have maybe 40 jobs available there's close to 200 kids that apply for that so we've had an incredible uh, process that we do in hiring the kids and I I think we do it very um, transparent I think it's wide open in how we do it and uh, I'm very excited every year that the staff that we bring in we then put together leadership teams and this is something we've been doing now for almost two decades and uh, it's very important for us to have a site coordinator and a couple of site assistant coordinators. 
Um, so every year we usually have some turnover in that. I've been very unfortunate to have a couple of site coordinators that have been longtime staff members with us. Um, at, at Drummond this year, Madeline McCoy has been the longtime site director there. She's a school teacher. Uh, Nicole Sharp, the site coordinator at Sargent this year, is a school teacher also. So it brings a little bit of an adult uh, supervision piece to the whole thing. And then our assistant coordinators are usually grown up in our staff and are usually college-age kids. And I'm really excited about this year. We made a couple of transfers and we moved in a couple of people and we're really excited about our assistant coordinators. So the coordinators and the assistant coordinators are involved with planning things uh, pre pre-start date um, all the way to you know at the end of the season they're in charge of coordinating with all the staff and all the different things we do so I think the biggest key is to have strong leadership and obviously my full-time staff people in particular Demi Tetro um, that are actually involved with the program on a, on a daily basis but um, it is amazing to see the the great leadership groups that we have had over the last few years um, one of my biggest goals early on was this to be an all-inclusive summer program, um, and it has really come full cycle on this. Um, when I was a counselor in Winthrop, uh, I actually worked in the special ed department of the playground program, and quite frankly, it was, it was segregated. I worked with a number of kids, uh, Down syndrome kids uh, and others, disabilities, and they were kind of had their own playground. And I, I remember in the early 80s saying, that's really not what I would do. Um, so one of my biggest pushes right away was to have an all-inclusive program. And we have done an amazing job with that. Um, we established almost two decades ago a buddy system where some of our more talented staff um, were trained to actually be buddies for kids that maybe had some needs that needed to be met. Um, and that has grown and grown, and uh, it's been really great. We've had a number of our, actually, our counselors go on to fields and special education from this. And then it culminated last year with a great meeting with the school department um, and special ed director Donna Strait and I sat down and architected the first um, special ed component to the summer fund program and last year we piloted it with about 15 kids um, and we're doing year two this year and it's uh, to bring uh, this opportunity to other kids that might have some special needs and uh, NAPS, North End of Public Schools, provides staff to support our program and our staff uh, so it's just been an amazing program in terms of including all and uh, can't talk enough about the collaboration between our community and our school system on this and I just think this has so much room to grow. Um, and as I said, every year our numbers have increased and uh, the activities we've done, I, and this is what I always said when I was doing my own evaluation and what I would do if I was running a playground program is you know, the old days of making paw handles and maybe playing basketball, um, that doesn't take place anymore. Um, we have a wonderful arts and crafts component to the program, and we still play basketball. But um, we create games. We Our staff is empowered to create different aspects of games that they would with twists. And um, we have, the kids have been involved with creating some of the programs. And it's just been a pretty amazing to see the growth in exciting programs, to see the kids go to 
stations every day is is pretty impressive. They blow the whistle, they explain what the stations are, and and then you see the kids scatter off to the different stations, which is, is pretty exciting. So one of the major things is how does this work, why does it work, is, um, is basically the staff that we hire. And uh, I spent some time obviously telling you how difficult it is to pick the staff, um, and I think we spend a lot of time picking the right staff. But once we pick the staff, we got to train them. So over the years, we had what I would consider minor training, you know, a couple hours, two, three hours, explaining what the job entails, some of the pitfalls you might come across. And we've created in the last number of years now an extensive full-day training. Um, last year, we actually had an overnight. Uh, this year, it was actually an 11-hour training. We started at 10 in the morning, and we basically finished up at 9 o'clock at night. And every kid is told right from the beginning uh, that they have the opportunity to change kids' lives over the next six weeks. Um, we show examples of that. Uh, and then we train them in a variety of different things. You know, obviously, we, we start off with some icebreakers and some team initiatives because our staff has to know who they are and each other, and they're going to be working very closely with each other. So we have a lot of fun with that activities. We have a actual training committee, and, and this year, three, uh, three wonderful staff members, uh, Gigi Castellanos, Asia Valdez, and Taylor Landers were involved with actually putting a lot of those uh, team buildings and icebreaker activities together. Um, and then from there, we do a number of different um, trainings around what to expect with the job. We have the North Andover Fire Department come in and, and do a training on an overview of first aid. Many of our kids are first aid and CPR certified, but our friends at the fire department come in and basically go over any potential situation that we might have. Uh, North Andover Public Schools brings an entire team in to basically talk about the special ed component and strategies on how they would handle kids, the kids that are coming from NAPS, but also how to deal with all kids that may be having some difficulties there. Um, we also this year had a um, had an exercise where every staff member pledged, and what their pledge was to to make this a great summer for the kids. And it, it's pretty awesome. All the pledge cards are hanging in our lobby in the youth center for the next seven weeks to to remind them as well as people what we're pledging to do this summer. Um, we have a number of different activities that get kids out of their comfort zone and and actually be able to kind of laugh at themselves a little bit. Um, and then we, you know, we fed the kids all day, which was great. Can't thank enough Joseph N. Herman Youth Center, who provided a grant for this, and obviously the great Terry Holland and Stachy's Pizza, who fed and hydrated our kids. It was a 95-degree day. Um, but then we have a couple of things that I think really echo home how important this is. And the first is we have a thing called Summer Fun Past, and that's where we invite a former Summer Fun kid a former summer fund employee who's no longer working for us, as well as a parent or parents to come in and talk about the impact that my counselors will have on their kids. And this year we had a, a present sixth grader who was nervous as all heck, and he, he did a phenomenal job um, to telling my staff how important they are and what they did for him. He actually chronicled his whole life from summer fund first grade all the way up to um, you know, him graduating Summer Fun last year and his excitement for heading to sports and rec this year. And then we had longtime staff member John Boudreaux, who was a Summer Fun kid right from the first grade. Um, he's a junior up at Syracuse right now, and he's 
He's entering the work field with a great internship this summer. And he, um, he basically implored my staff to, to take this seriously and, and enjoy every minute because he was jealous of them that they, he got, they got to do what he'd been doing the last few years and really wishes he could actually be here again this summer. And then we had two fabulous parents, the bees, that came in and talked about their own personal story with their daughter at Summer Fun and, and really echoed home to the kids from a parent's perspective how important their work really is. And then the rest of the evening, we have what we call a bunch of touchy-feely activities where we, we really get kids to come out of their comfort zone and take a stand on topics and, you know, and basically debate each other on different things and how we're going to work together all summer, even though we have many, many differences. Um, and then we finish with a candlelight ceremony, which is our wristlet ceremony. And every year, our staff wears a wristlet with the theme on it. This year, it's hashtag every kid counts. So anytime you see a council this year, they'll be wearing a fluorescent green wristlet, which says hashtag every kid counts. And that will be obviously our theme this year, and we'll have a whole new theme next year. Um, and then the night ends with them getting their equipment, which consists of um, T-shirts and a whistle and a lanyard. And thanks to TD Bank North, we got a um, ponchos for those rainy days. And then we're ready to get the that the season started, and that's what started last Monday. Um, the culture that we do, I think, is very powerful. I think it's something that not everybody does, and we implore to the kids that they have a great opportunity here to change kids' lives, like I said earlier. So one of the criteria is you have to be passionate. Um, you have to be basically willing to do whatever it takes for kids to be happy. You remember the first day at Summer Fun, we get some nervous kids, we get kids that may not want to come back the second day, and, and we put it on our staff to not lose one kid during the summer. And uh, it's amazing how the guys and the girls really jump at that. Uh, we make the kids feel really special. This year we started something in our staff training where we brought welcoming cards. So. I think you saw some great pictures of it. Um, our kids spread out over the four acres of the, of the youth center and did welcoming cards for every kid coming to Summer Fun. Just a little note saying, it's going to be the best summer ever, happy you're here, and uh, some pretty powerful stuff on that. We talked to them about their integrity and character. Um, to be this job, you have to have integrity. You have to have high character. We hold everyone to high standards uh, because we are working with kids. Um, we try to make every day their four hours the best for these kids and you know we have wonderful texts and emails and phone calls from parents um, basically saying that you know my young staff unproven in the field of working with kids has actually made their life and their kids lives very special for four hours a day the bonding that takes place during the summer is is amazing um, you know, when it's 95 degrees like it was all last week and my staff is doing nothing but smiling and running around, tells you what type of kids we have on that whole situation. Um, the last day is probably something that tells our culture more than anything. Uh, we have a dance party, we have a cookout, it's a great time. And then we, we have a thing called the gauntlet where every kid runs through the gauntlet and every staff member makes that kid feel like a million bucks. And then on the last day, each kid has walked to their car with multiple staff members, hugging them, holding them. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I see my staff crying, uh, I see parents crying, and obviously I see kids crying. And then you really know that we've had a really good summer. 
that we've really done make a difference and that we did change kids' lives this summer. And then after that, my staff has their final staff meeting, and we have a thing called the closing ceremony, or some call it the burial ceremony, where we actually bury our, our wristlets, and we bury our memories. We write some things down, and we basically wrap up a, a wonderful year on this, and then we start planning for next year already. So if you ask me what really makes this program work, it's definitely the culture we've built and the amazing amazing kids we have working for us. So people say to me, you know, what do you like to see in the future of Summer Fun? Well, I have not changed since 1988. I'm always trying to find ways to make it better. Um, I don't think we rest on our laurels here. We're always trying to meet the needs of the community. So I would like us to see to grow to four sites. I think we're getting so big right now that I think that it would be best, just even from a pickup drop-off perspective, that we actually split it up a little bit more. And this would be tough for a parent that maybe has four kids at four different sites. By the way, at this point, we have a number of parents that have three kids at three different sites. But I'd like to see the kindergartens and the first graders together, uh, the second and third graders together. The fourth and fifth graders will always be up here at Drummond. Uh, and then the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders at, at Reynolds Playground. I would like to see a home site of a school for sports and rec for all 14 years, 15 years now. They have been running at play, Reynolds Playground, which is a great playground, great soccer field. And But, you know, they have a porta potty for a bathroom. Um, they don't have a gym. They have a uh, broken down basketball court, which we're hopefully going to be fixing. Um, so I'd like to maybe see them at a, a school site where they can um, have it. It does cause us a little bit of stress on some of the thunder lightning days. And just last Friday, we'll show you a great example about how well my staff put safety first in, in getting kids. And that's obviously the site I'm concerned about because the rest of the sites all can come into the youth center or to come into the sergeant school. Um, I'd like to see a CIT program. It's something we started early on when we didn't really have much staff. Um, a counseling training program, uh, not a big one, but I would like to take a look at, you know, maybe having some young staff um, that are not in a paid position that can learn the ropes and then maybe work themselves into a, a counsel's position. At the end of the year, I would like to go back, and kind of ironic, I want to go back to the old playground, North Andover Playground, where they, on the last day, all of the sites, um, all the playgrounds came together for like a field day. And I envision that, you know, maybe, and we'd have to maybe do it at a huge site, like maybe the high school, but bring all of our all of our camps of all the ages together for one day to just really have a fun, fun day with music and games and older kids and younger kids, I think it would be great. Um, I do want to increase the, um, the North Andover Public School Special Ed Program. Um, I think that's got a lot of room for growth, and, and Donna and I will continue to work on that and expanding that in the next few years. Um, I'd like to get back to seven weeks. We moved up to seven weeks last year. Um, unfortunately, with all the bad weather this year, we school got out late, so we had to keep it at six weeks. I thought going to seven weeks last year was great for my staff, for the kids, and for parents, so I'd like to get back to there. Sports and Rec, we always struggle getting enough girls, uh, more girls, and that continues to be a challenge for us, and uh, we've got some ideas. We're excited. We have five girls at Sports and Rec this year. 
uh, and hopefully we can continue to work at that. Um, I want to do a better job of making the program more affordable to all. It's, it's amazing how well we do, um, like with a lot of things, like with our youth center membership here. No child has ever turned away with the inability to pay. We find ways to make it work. Um, we have donors. We have sponsors. Um, we work with people on sliding fee scales. It, it's amazing what we do. So I don't want any kid to ever think that they can't come to this program even though it's the best price around, some people can't afford it. So we will continue to work vigilantly on that, and I'm excited about that. Um, I also would like to have a youth day. I want one day just like that field day where all of our summer programs, our summer fun sports and rec, does one day of community service in North Andover all on the same day. How great would that be if all of our kids got out and did something, maybe helping with our senior citizens, maybe cutting grass, maybe picking up the playgrounds, maybe doing something within town. So that's a vision of mine to really include everybody in doing a community service project. As you know, here at the Youth Center, community service is unbelievably huge for us. Um, cannot speak enough about the importance of it and why not start with our even our youngest kids, have them do a little community service and giving back to this town that does so much for them. So what's the legacy of Summer Fun? You know, as I wind down my career in the next number of years, you know, I, I think that Summer Fun has been a huge impact on this community. I think we have taken the old school playground program idea and brought it into the 21st century. Um, it's amazing to me how many former staff that I've had. Over 2,000 kids have worked in Summer Fun over the last 28 years. Um, we have had kids that have come back and said, you know, quite frankly, I'm doing this now and I'm doing very well successfully, but the favorite job I ever had in my life was, was working for Summer Fun. We've had those kids come back and talk to some of our, our youngest staff to really run home the whole value of this job and how really this is a great job. Um, it is amazing. Just in the last three weeks, I have had three different groups of people tell me that at a wedding and a bachelor party, um, that when the toasts come around or the, or the little stories is always talk about summer fun and the summer they had working at the youth center and doing all these great things. And when you hear stories like that, you can definitely tell that you've had an impact on, on these kids. I'd like to help other communities ad adapt some of the things that we're doing, and we have we have tried to do that, and I think we've done successfully. My own my own new home of Methuen, which I've lived the last twenty years, I, I really wish that they would do some of the things that that we are doing here because, you know, not we're not reinventing the wheel here, but we got some pretty creative things. Um, I think it's the growth every year when you start out with a program that fifty kids started out. And this year, between all three sites, we'll have over 700 kids attend our program. That in itself is a huge legacy. I think the inclusion of the special ed program. So going back to the early 80s when I worked as a special ed summer counselor um, and sitting there one day and say that's not right, that it's kind of segregated, I think um, seeing what we're doing right now is just uh, phenomenal. And I just... I think that inclusion has been has been amazing. The other thing for me when you've been here as long as I have been has been the you now see the second generation. So, you know, when former kids of mine now have their kids going to summer fun and 
talking about it. And I've had some of my former kids have some of their, their own children now be summer fund counselors. It's, it's pretty impressive that, you know, we have grown. It has lasted. It has thrived. And um, just some stuff on the legacy that, you know, I think just is, is very special. We would not be able to do this without a lot of people involved. Um, you know, I think myself and Demi and others are the visionaries of this program, but um, we would be remiss if we didn't thank a lot of people. The first of all is to thank the town of North Andover, um, who basically allowed me to bring this concept and embraced it um, and has supported me and the program for the last 30 years. Uh, the Joseph N. Herman Youth Center, Inc. continues to be a huge support um, of the summer programs, whether it being helping us with, you know, some grant money. Um, their most recent thing is obviously helping us put on the staff training. Um, they have also been instrumental at their annual auction of raising scholarship money, not just for memberships, but maybe scholarships for summer fun. Um, could not do it about with them. We've had a number of people in town that basically said, I want to adopt a kid to summer fun. You know, I'm in a position that maybe, you know, besides paying for my child, I can pay for one more child. And most of these people like to be kept anonymous, but I would be remiss if I did not thank them. Um, Terry Holland and Stachis. You know, Terry Holland is a, you know, a legend in this town for how much he gives. Um, he is very responsible for a lot of stuff with the staff training. He does all the food for the staff cookouts. Um, he does amazing things with our programs in the summer. Other programs such as having the kids down and make their own pizzas. So I'd be crazy if I didn't thank him a million times. Uh, to Demi, uh, my right-hand person, my assistant director. I don't think people understand how much work goes into the organization before we start day one. Uh, the amount of work and the paperwork and the emails and, uh, you know, coordinating with my young staff and uh, could not do it. Demi is amazing. Um, to the 2000 former Summer Fun staff, um, for those who keep in touch with me, for those I haven't heard from, I hope you're all doing well. It's been an amazing run and Summer Fun owes you all a great debt. And then to some of our town departments, um, uh, Chief uh, McCarthy with the North Andover Fire Department has been hands-on with us with training for many years now. Uh, Chief Chuck Gray in the North Andover Police Department has been very supportive. Community policing was at Summer Fun the first day. Uh, NAPD is helpful with some of our traffic issues we have in the early part of the summer. And then my um, North Andover Department of Public Works, which just is amazing keeping our fields up up and helping us with every issue that we have come up, whether it's at Summer Fun or at Stevens Pond. So again, um, thank you to all of those people that helped made this an amazing run that we've had in 28 years. I do believe Summer Fun is here to stay. Um, I'm open to other suggestions. Um, we do get uh, some comments from people um, who basically give us suggestions, like I think you might want to look at this. And again, we, we look at everything, and I'm, I'm open to all those different things. Um, but lastly, I'd like to thank all of the parents who have entrusted their kids uh, to us for these last 28 years. Uh, I think we've done a good job. We couldn't have done it without you guys and uh, being patient with us and especially when sometimes you get stuck in a pickup line for a little bit longer than you'd like to. But uh, this is a pretty amazing thing we have going on here in North Andover and um, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do running it. Um, at the end of the summer we are exhausted um, and 
I think that tells you how good a job we're doing when we basically shut down the last two weeks of August and get ready for the school year. And there's a lot of emotion when it's all said and done with our kids who go back to college or go back to high school. But it's, it's true every year. Um, we try to make it the best summer ever. And I'm hoping this year it is the best summer ever. So I hope this kind of tells you a little bit of the untold history of Summer Fun. Uh, I probably missed out a few things, um, but it's been a great run, and we can hope to continue to do this. And, you know, thank you, North Andover. And as we finish with every podcast, we always say, too much passion is not enough passion.